What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today, we have Tracy Ellison on the show, aka the Diamonds Girl, as well as a very special co-host, Jacqueline Burnett, one of my best friends in the entire world. Before we get started, I'm going to be giving you some insight into who Tracy Ellison is. So here we go. Tracy Ellison is a South African-born fine jewelry lover who previously consulted to Fortune 100 companies on winning customer service strategies. While she loved helping companies develop loyal brand ambassadors, her heart lays elsewhere in jewelry. This passion led her to start an Instagram page known as The Diamonds Girl to share her love and appreciation of beautifully crafted pieces with like-minded individuals. Every single day, she shares an amazing piece of jewelry, and just from following her over the last couple of months, I've learned so much, and yes, Jacqueline Burnett put me on to the Diamonds Girl, and it was a very amazing conversation that we had with her. So that being said, make sure you follow Tracy Ellison before we get started, as well as Jacqueline Burnett. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for coming on the show. And last but not least, make sure you subscribe and enjoy the show. Today, we have Tracy Ellison here with us, known as the Diamonds Girl on Instagram. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, Casey. Great to be here. Absolutely. And also, we have a co-host, my best friend, Jacqueline Burnett, here with us today. <laughs> to be helping enhance the conversation, talking about jewelry. And I'm excited. So, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being here as well. Of course. It's such an honor to be talking to you both. This is going to be an awesome conversation. Tracy. I've been following you for a while, and I yep. absolutely love Thank everything you. that you've been sharing. And I want to know, how did you turn your passion into your career? Yeah. yeah. And you know what, Jacqueline, you've hit the nail on the head. It is my passion. It really is. Um, it's not my profession. It's not my, you know, I didn't train for it. I haven't studied it. And I make, I make absolutely no excuse for that. It is just something that I absolutely love. And I was working in a very corporate job in America, um, traveling on that corporate treadmill and just wanted to do something a little creative and wanted to do something that was more in line with what I love. And me, same as you, and so many women out there love jewelry. That's like, you know, that's it. You know, birthday comes around, my husband says, what do you want? All I want is a new piece of jewelry, okay? So I decided to start posting pictures on Instagram of pieces that I love and it would be a repost because at that stage if I walked into you know Graf or Harry Winston they'd look at me and say I want to photograph something that's how you crazy like that is not allowed you know corporate policies <laughs> so I would just repost something from their page um do that at like five six in the morning then go to work work a full day job um come back finish work, get back onto Instagram again at like seven in the evening and work another couple of hours. And I absolutely loved doing it, but I was blown away just at how people just started. I mean, I remember when I had my first 100 followers and just thinking, there's 100 people that are interested in what I've got to post. I can't believe that. And within a year, it had grown into something so full-time that it was, okay, you know, something's got to get because... I wanted to do something that was creative and that I love, and I've landed up doing 
two full-time jobs and working 24 hours a day. So that's, something's got to give and I just resigned. I dived headfirst into Instagram, into social media, and I've never looked back. It's been the most incredible journey ever. What year was that? I'm curious when you got started into all this. Okay, so my Instagram, that would be six years ago. Wow. June, it was either June 2014 or June 2015. I've got to go back and have a look now. Um, if I look on my Instagram account, you know, it actually has in your settings the date that you joined. But I can't remember if it was 14 or 15, to be honest. But it was, it was one of those. So we're talking a good five, six years ago. Very yeah, good. that's amazing. So how is it that your life has changed? And how have you adapted to this new career that you've created for yourself? Like, what is it like? Okay, so it's changed a lot. I mean, I always traveled, but I would travel, you know, to Dallas. I would travel to Seattle. Now, I'm traveling well. Not right now. Let's face it, none of us are, sadly. We're like all gazing up at the skies and thinking, when am I going to be up there again? But... Under normal circumstances, if we look at last year, the year before, the year before, um, it's been nonstop travel and it's Hong Kong, Middle East, you know, Far East, Middle East, Europe, all over Asia. So it's been, that, that's been probably the biggest, the biggest challenge, just like being able to get home. Um, I always come home, I've got children. So a lot of people say to me, why don't you stay there? Like you're in Hong Kong and from there you're going to, you know, Bahrain or Qatar. You know, you're already in the Far East, why don't you go from there to the Middle East? And I'll come home, even if it's for 24 hours to dump my suitcase, put in new clothes. But at least then I get to kind of see my family just for one night and, you know, be back on the road again. So, so that's been a massive change. It really has been. It's like, it's been a crazy, crazy amount of travel. But I love it. I don't yeah. get jet lag. And, okay. and I've kind of got to go to wherever the jewels are. So yeah. that's how it is. I'm curious. When it, um, number one, I love your accent. Where are you originally from? And how, where did you discuss? Okay. So Casey, I've got a question for you. Okay. And if you get this right, then you'll get my... Okay. So let's see. <laughs> let's, see what, let's see if you've done any research before this podcast. Where yes. do the best diamonds in the world come from? I don't want to answer. Casey, do you want help? You want help? Uh, yes. Africa, South Africa, right? South Africa. <laughs> Got it. Love it. South Africa. South Africa. South African. So I recognize the accent, but I also did a little research, so I, I do know. <laughs> Very yeah, cool. yeah. From South Africa, um, home, you know, home of the beers, home of the world most unbelievable diamonds and and I get a real thrill I really do I get such a thrill like when a, a 1000 carat rock is discovered in South Africa or I'm looking at a piece and I'm asking about the origin of the stone and it's from South Africa it's like okay those are my boys okay right there so home team yeah <laughs> home team exactly got it exactly so what has it been yeah. like getting into the diamond industry? Because I myself, I love jewelry, wearing one of my favorite yeah. pieces right now. And I, like you, love it. But what about even for, you know, let's back up a little bit for girls or men who want to pursue their passion and, and take it to a career? Like, how would you say one can do so? What's, what has been your best track to success? 
so so there are so many different ways there really are and i think it really depends you know jacqueline where your where your talent lies so if you're creative and you want to be a designer you know there are so many small entrepreneurs you know small business and they create the most beautiful pieces and they do so well you know they really do like not everyone is going to 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 want cartier or or bulgari or a big brand there are so many smaller iconic brands and and so many you know women that i meet in this business yep. um and men who who it's a family business you know they source their own stones they custom make um so if you're creative and you like the designing side then that's the route you're going to want to go you know get an apprenticeship in a in a jewelry house in a in a maison work your way up get familiar it. other people love trading in gems okay they love finding rare gems and they want to deal you know that's their nature they love the thrill of the hand finding something that's a wow um, and taking it through the process um, other people love being in the retail space I mean for me when I walk into you know if I walk into Van Cleef in Miami in the design district that team they are so passionate about every single piece within that boutique that I get excited about all of it, you know, because it's infectious. And they've learned so much, you know, through that whole process. They really have. So it depends. It really depends. It's a massive industry. It just depends where your skill set lies. Very cool. And I'm curious, you know, you started on Instagram five, six years ago and you said you had a couple hundred followers and you remember the time when you had your first hundred. How has social media played such a significant effect in your life throughout the last five years? And how have you handled it? You know that you have over 700,000 followers, you've built an amazing audience. How has that yeah. changed your life and the audience? Just tell, tell me about that. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of person. So for me, it's all positive. Okay, it really, really is. It's changed my life. I am, you know, my own boss. I have a partner, and she also has an amazing Instagram page. We met on Instagram, like it's like our match.com story. I like what she was posting, she liked what I was posting. We connected <laughs> behind the scenes, and um, and it's been amazing, you know, to 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 have her, her company and to have her by my side through this. So, so. But, but in essence, I am my own boss. She's her own boss. And we have very separate identities on our pages. And then a lot, you know, a lot of crossover. But it's been, so, so that's been probably the biggest change. The fact that, you know, I make my own decisions. Yep. Um, I'm very, very strong, you know, on that. If somebody puts a piece in front of me and I don't like it, I don't want to try it on. I won't film it. Take it away. And it happens a lot. Of course it does. Okay, not all diamonds are created equal. That's the that's the reality. Yep. Um, but being my own boss, that's been a big change. Um, being recognized. I mean, if I go to a show, if I'm at a jewelry show, most people will know there's the diamonds girl. They'll they'll want to show me things. I'm interested. I want to see. I'm happy when people you know invite me to come over because it could be something really beautiful that that I know my followers will love. Yep. So, you know, I see the changes as being very positive. Do I, um, do I get upset when people say mean things? I mean, of course you do. People love attacking my nails. It's like a national, international, okay, sport. It really is, okay? <laughs> so either the manicure is too pale or it's too bright or it's too shitty, whatever. They find something, okay, to, to pick on about my nails. Somebody commented yesterday on one of my posts. They went, 
oh my God, I wish I'd never seen those nails. I was like, really? Wow. Like seriously, I'm holding a 15 karat flawless diamond and all you care about is the nails? Like, please, you know? So, you know, I mean, but I've developed a very thick skin. I really have and push on and, you know, it's the changes have all been good. Changes have all been positive changes. I love what I do and I'm so thankful every day. When people write on my page, wow, we wish we had your job. I'm like, yeah, how lucky am I? Like, could anything be better? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that, that's beautiful. I love that. And how, I want to hear too, you know, right now with everything that's going on in the world, what are you yeah. doing to, with social media or anything else to keep that, to keep the business, keep everything else yeah. going? Yeah. So I actually wrote a really, really um, cool article for Rappaport Magazine, which is one of the largest industry magazines on what to do with social media, you know, during these times. And I think it's really important that people carry on posting. You know, you're carrying on doing your podcast. I'm carrying on posting every day. Um, and I really, really want, you know, I know how hard it is for, for smaller businesses to continue, you know, to find the energy to kind of be positive and to be posting. And, you know, you, you kind of, you catch yourself thinking, like, really? People are dying and I'm posting a diamond, like, and making a big fuss about this tennis bracelet and, and you know, is it appropriate? But I think it is. I honestly and truly think it is. I think business is, is of course, it's, it's bad for the jewelry industry as it is right now for every industry. So, you know, there's no denying that. But I think social media gives the brands a unique opportunity to keep their brand alive and to keep the awareness there. And this will pass. Of course it passes. Everything passes. But you don't want to be forgotten about when it does pass. So my message is just, you know, keep going. We have to push through, you know, and as, a, as an industry, there are organizations like, for example, the DPA, the Diamond Producer Association, that's doing amazing things to support people in the industry. So it's tough times for everyone everywhere, but I, I really do feel we have to keep going. Very cool. How has your just, you know, daily routine changed since everything happening with this pandemic? Because everyone yeah, is different, right? I'm at home, okay? I'm at home. That is a big, I have not spent four weeks at home like this. My last trip was um, Qatar, and that was end of February, beginning of March. Um, I, I was a guest of Qatar Airlines spoke to them so much, you know, about, hey, you know, this virus, what do you think? Is this going to affect your business? Like, what do you think? No, nobody thought that we would ever be in the situation that we're in. And this is really the first time in five years that I have spent four consecutive weeks at home. Wow. So that's a big change. Okay. That's a really, that, that takes a bit of getting used to. Um, so it's change. And I think that I, I was doing Pre-COVID, I was doing maybe, you know, four to five posts every day on the, the Diamonds Girl. Um, now, you know, I've scaled that right back to two or three. Um, I have thousands, like, I kid you not. My Dropbox is, I don't know, like the size of China, okay? It's packed with images, videos, photographs. So, you know, I've got content to keep going for a long, long, long time. But of course, I'm not walking into jewelers and creating new content. And of course, I'm not going to shows, which is, you know, the, the favorite part of my job. So, yeah, it's changed a lot. It really has. 
interesting. That's awesome. And I want to talk about family life a little bit too. So you said you, you know, you have a kid as well. What is it like being back in that groove with the family, everything else? How is that affected with the career that you have right now? Like talk yeah. a little about that. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we haven't, it's, it's, it's challenging. I mean, you're all at home, you know, with somebody, I hope, you know, I hope that you're not at home alone, but whether, you know, you've got brothers, sisters, housemates, parents, friends, you know, whatever it is that you've got, like, you know, so we're all in this confined space with a very small nucleus of people. And of course it gets challenging. Um, you know, I mean, I almost wanted to say when I, when I was struggling to log on in the beginning, um, I thought, oh, you know, are the kids using all the bandwidth? Like, are they on the internet using all the bandwidth? Okay, because you all are living in a small space and having to use it. But, but it's been good. It's been great for us to have this time together. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Now I'm ready for it to end. Thank you very much. Please, can this just pass? <laughs> it's like, it's enough. Totally. Enough is enough. Uh, yeah. I'm curious just to, because you've, you know, you've been on Instagram and you've dominated building a brand on that platform for years now. How has your approach to Instagram changed over the last five years? Yeah, I mean, Instagram is a strange creature. Okay. I love it. I really do, but I also hate it. Okay. Um, it's got to be, you know, the, the, the only platform in the whole world that really, really Oh, I don't know if I can say this. Like, doesn't give a shit what its end users actually feel about it. So if they do things like change the algorithm and everyone says, no, go back, go back. We prefer the algorithm when it was, you know, historical, you know, as opposed, doesn't matter. Okay. They, they, you know, it really is. So it's, it's, it's one of those love-hate relationships that I have. But honestly and truly, when I look at everything else, when I look at, TikTok and I look at all the other emerging and all this so and I'm, I'm obviously keeping you know tight handle on it all the time I do believe that Instagram and Facebook are the best way for the jewelry industry right now uh, you know I don't know what it will be in three years or five years but right now this is you know the best way for this particular industry to relate um, with potential customers mm. and the sales are crazy. I mean, you see the sales, you know, yeah. you, you, you post the piece and the piece gets sold. Okay. Not every piece, not every time, but I can't tell you how many times I'll walk into a jeweler and they'll go, wow, customer walked in holding their phone and said the diamonds go posted this and we want it. Wow. And you know, high end, you know, high cost value items, they sell. So the platform, yeah, go ahead, Casey. I was going to say, because I'm curious, like just for the people that are, may have, you know, they don't understand the jewelry industry through Instagram, where I'd love for you to give us some um, examples of like these high-end pieces from a price point perspective that is happening through Instagram, right? Because people don't understand, right? They may be following you, but there's big business happening on the back end, which I think is very important for people to be aware of, of the opportunities that come from that. So if you don't mind, could you give us some examples of, whether that's price ranges or an example of a piece you've sold just through posting and how that's, you know. Okay, so, so let, me, let, me, let me say from the outset, I don't sell, okay? So if somebody wants something that I've posted, I will recommend that they go straight to the jeweler and yep. they buy it directly. I don't want to have um, a vested interest in any of the pieces that I'm posting being sold or not being sold. And I want to retain the creative autonomy to only post that which I love, okay? 
So that's been my golden rule all along. I only post pieces that I would wear personally and that I love personally. Yep. So, so I don't work on a commission. There's zero commission. It's, but I will get a message. I got a message from a, a, a follower of mine who said, you know, you posted a Van Cleef zipper necklace. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Jacqueline, you know what the zipper necklaces are? Of course, yes. Okay, so they are like unbelievable. They are insanely beautiful. Each one is unique. Each one is one of a kind and it's a necklace and you can actually do the zip up and down and you can take it off and you can use it to, to wear it as a bracelet. So it transforms from necklace to bracelet and moves and it's just amazing. And I had one of my followers, you know, send me a message and say, we we had never heard of this thing, this zipper necklace thing. Saw it on your Instagram page, walked in Paris, and we bought one thing page around 500,000 euros. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily the piece that I'm posting that's sold. It's the brand that's getting a from being on the Diamonds Girl and that's creating the sales. Um, but you know, so a $345,000 engagement ring, fancy yellow diamond sold. Somebody yep. had seen a post it. Uh, so, so it happens all the time and it's high value items. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's insane. But I think if, if, you know, my objective is always just to say, okay, you're going to be buying jewelry and you're going to be investing in a piece. I want you to know all the possibilities that are there for you so that you can make an educated decision about what it is, you know, the right thing for you to buy. Very cool. So let's, I want to go back a little bit more. Yeah. Like I'm a jewelry lover. You're obviously a jewelry lover. How did you like, what was it that really got you involved in jewelry? And I want to know, how did you dive deep in it? Like, tell me about, did you learn like all the four C's first? Or did you learn, like, what are some of the things that you also really appreciate about the jewelry industry? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it I learned along the way. Because as I said in the beginning, when I started, it was fun. It was a hobby. I mean, Grant posted something that I liked and I would take a screenshot and post it. I didn't think I would ever be standing in a Grant boutique and holding you know, a 60 carat D flawless time and, you know, <laughs> having it on my finger. So, so a lot of it I learned through the process. I always had a very strong sense of, of my own taste and my own style and what I like and what I don't like. So, so that was clear. Um, but a lot of the actual, the knowledge about the gems and about the diamonds and about different jewelry styles came over over time you know came in the last five years because i have been so immersed in it every single day and um, how you know how did it happen i think the, the very first chance opportunity that we got was um a hong kong based jeweler who invited us to come to the hong kong show and we come and we 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 went and we walked around and there were just halls after halls after halls of diamonds and jewelry, the most exquisite, you know, from high end to, to, to lower end, um, pearls, sapphires, diamonds. And I think it's like really, you know, just kind of, you know, said a, said a, was a light bulb moment, like this is massive. 
this is massive, okay? And the opportunity here, you know, is unbelievable. So I think that was a turning point. That was very definitely, that Hong Kong trip was a turning point. Um, and from then onwards, it was like, okay, we're doing full time and just really work really hard at building up a reputation so that jewelers trust me and they are willing to open up their vaults and they are willing to take out very rare pieces and allow me to photograph them. That took a long time to build up. That, that, that was definitely the biggest challenge. Mm. Wow. And just talking about challenges. Jacqueline, too. you there? Yes, I am. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. No, okay. No, okay. Yep. Okay. So just talking about challenges too, what if yep. some of the challenges you've been faced as a woman in the industry or just in general kind of moving throughout your career and how did you overcome those obstacles? Okay. So it definitely is a pretty male dominated industry. There's no question about that. Um, but I think that I am, I'm pretty confident and I think maybe my age stands in my favor in this particular, in this case, because I've got that confidence and that assurance that I can walk in and know that I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with very valuable pieces and, and um, you know, I'm not afraid of it. Okay. I think if I was 21 and, you know, I mean, I wish I was 21. Okay. I'm not, but if I was, I might be a little intimidated. And I think that somehow, you know, the fact that I'm at a different stage has actually been in my favor and, and has maybe helped me. So, so that's the one thing that I, that I would say. Um, I, I think that, you know, the, probably the biggest challenge for me um, is the amount of time that I spend away from home, away from my kids. That's not easy. Uh, my husband's amazing. I'm so lucky to have that support. I really am. When we lived in South Africa, I would have had, you know, grandparents and, you know, a, a whole extended family to help. And now, and here in America, we don't. Yep. So, you know, that's kind of been tough. Um, although that gets easier as the kids get older. But yeah, definitely that family work balance, you know, that in, when you travel the amount that I travel, that's been an issue. And getting clients to trust, you know, to really trust that, that we're going to photograph something in a tasteful way. Um, look, my captions, if you know, if you've been following me, my captions can be quite quirky. Okay. At the moment, I'm almost like turning them down a little bit because of what's going on in the world. But if I have three rings on, you know, I'd love to say, you know, you know, I'm always up for a threesome kind of thing, you know, look at this. And <laughs> so my captions can be quite, you know, pushing the envelope. Um, and so I need jewelers to trust me that, yeah, I'm going to do that, but it's going to be done in a way that's okay. And it doesn't, it doesn't cheapen, you know, the piece and it doesn't make it, you know, that's just my nature. That's my style. Okay. So I had to get them to trust me, you know, from that perspective. Um, I think learning, you know, learning how to do everything. I take all my own videos, every single video I take myself. Even if I'm wearing the necklace, I've taken that photograph. So, you know, I see other bloggers and they come and they've got their photographer and their makeup. I walk in myself, you know, and I've got my tripod and my phone and my battery pack, okay? And that's it. So I'm taking all my own videos, all my own pictures, editing them, writing my own captions, um, writing my own blogs about the experience afterwards. 
um, yeah, that's, that's it. So you kind of want to be a little bit of everything. People say to me, what do you do? I don't know what to say. Like, what do I do? Am I a press? Am I a writer? Am I a photographer? I, I don't know. Am I, I don't know. Cool. <laughs> I do it all. That's amazing. Like you're, yeah. you're doing everything. So you have such a, you know, you have the creativity to, to design it and post however you'd like. And I want to ask just, you know, if there's someone out there that's interested in getting into the jewelry industry in 2020, what do you, where do you recommend they start when it comes to, you know, they have a passion for jewelry. They want to start seeing these pieces and building relationships with jewelers and all this amazing stuff. What do you tell someone that is looking to get in the industry today? So to get into the industry or to get into blogging, which, which one case? We'll, we'll do blogging because based on personal experience. Okay. So, I, I mean, I get a lot of direct messages, you know, asking me exactly that, you know, we want to do what you do. How do we start? Where do we start? Um, you know, my, my advice is I would say follow a similar path to what I did. There's no shame in not having original content out the gate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you do some reposts, but it gives you the opportunity to, to build a page that looks beautiful, that's going to attract people. Do that, you know, while you're building your following. Look, my pet hate on, on Facebook, Instagram, anywhere is people who don't credit. You can take all of my pictures and all of my videos and repost them and build your following that way. I don't mind. Just put, you know, photo by the time. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think anybody would feel the same way. So take, you know, pick what you like, start your, start your page, try and find something that makes you a little different. For me, it was the captions. It was also my back shots. I do pictures, you know, of myself from the back in different places, wherever I'm traveling to. Yep. Um, so find, find, find something unique that's your own voice and go for it. There's no, oh, am I boring you, Casey? Oh, no, no, no. Just got to get my deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's very much, you know, what I say to them. Find your own voice. Find something that's a little bit different to what everybody else is doing in the blogging space and just go for it. But, you know, repost, give credit. Um, very cool. You, you, it's the kind of thing you just got to do. Yep. You know, you just got to do. Awesome. Well, we'll both ask you one more question before we start wrapping it up. So, JB, this is all you. All right. So if you were talking to your younger self before you even got in the jewelry industry, knowing that you are interested in this beautiful vertical, what would you tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self, start collecting classic pieces. Mm. Really and truly. My very first paycheck went into a pair of diamond stud earrings. You know, they were small, like 0.3 carats, but I had such a love for jewelry. And if you know what it's like to take a paycheck and put it into a piece of jewelry, it gives you an experience and it gives you an emotional connection to this vertical, you know, and I know it's not always easy. You know, we've got bills to pay, you know, we really have. So I know it sounds a little glib, but I would say, you know, start collecting, start collecting. Even fine jewelry pieces. There's such beautiful dainty necklaces that are available these days, beautiful chains. There's so many gorgeous things that you can do. Start collecting because that way you'll discover your style. You'll discover what works for you and it will really help you once you get into doing this, whether you are blogging, selling, designing, but you need to find your own style. And I think it's the same, you know, if you were doing fashion, like, 
you know, you starting, you buying your clothes, you might be cutting the sleeves off, you know, you might be adapting that t-shirt, you might be doing something, but you have to own it, like, you know, be able to wear it and really rock it, okay? And it's the same with jewelry. So that would be my advice. You, you know, if that's something that grabs you, yep. start, start. You can never start too young. Yeah, totally. Beautiful, I love that. And FYI, I just want to let you know, I, I'm like that, I've been collecting, well, pieces for a while. Yes. One of my favorite pieces I want to show you. How cool is that? Oh, this? I love that. Isn't that fun? Oh, did Jennifer it flap. Miller. <laughs> did it flap? Yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's absolutely, yay, I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy fun. to hear that. Amazing. And how much joy does it give you, Jacqueline? How much joy does so, it give you? So much joy. It's more than just a beautiful piece. It's also sentimental. Like it, it ha there's an emotion tied to it for sure. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank love you. I, I, I'm very curious because just the industry as a whole, you know, blogging and capturing and documenting these beautiful pieces that you've been around where do you see the future of that moving into the rest of the year because you know there's different platforms like TikTok and so much viral opportunity for you know content so what is your plan just moving forward on how you continue how you plan on continuing to to adapt to the industry like what's the future of the industry yeah, yeah. i mean it's a tough question to ask right now because we're all in such a, you know, such a strange situation right now, okay, that it's difficult to kind of plan. I've got, I've got shows booked in, in September and another one in November and I, I don't even know if I'll, be, if I'll be getting to them. So it's hard to kind of think long term right now when we're all so uncertain. Um, I, but I would, I would definitely say um, I want to have more I want to have closer collaborations I, I want there to be more that I can actually take the diamonds girl and attach it to yep. without without being a jewelry designer myself but I want to have closer collaborations with brands so I don't know I mean that sounds a little bit a little bit yeah, totally. neither here nor there but yeah very yeah. cool Jacqueline anything you want really to do. say before we wrap it up Tracy, I, I appreciate you coming on. This has been such a pleasure to talk about the gem world, jewelry world, your life story. Thank you so much. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you reaching out and um, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. And last but not least, if people don't know yet, where can people follow you and where can they contact you? So the best way to, to follow me on Instagram is The Diamonds Girl, Facebook, The Diamonds Girl. My blog is thediamondsgirl.net. Um, and there's a million ways to contact me. DMs, you know, Messenger, through my website. I, I, I really do read and respond to 90% of messages. So go for it. Absolutely. And I'll make sure to link that down below. So everyone listening, make sure you go check her out. Excellent. Already. And that being said, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>